as we start to work with this energy, those opportunities are going to show up. And so most people, they see the opportunity, they see the growth, and then they get scared and they run away. And so their life gets a lot harder because the Kundalini energy is like, hey, you woke me up. You want to have this multiple seven-figure business. You want to do this. You want to do this thing. Well, I'm showing you here are the 20 things that you need to look at. And if you run away, she's just going to keep finding you and finding you and finding you until you show up for it. So you can make it really hard on yourself and run away from the lessons or you can lean in and say yes. And I find that when you lean in and say yes, it just is a lot easier and it can be so full of flow. Hello, hello, everybody listening to this podcast. Welcome. Hi, Vibinant VIPs. We love you. Welcome back. Newbies, we also love you. Welcome to the pod. This is the show where we help you to manifest your best life, love yourself through the process, all the goodies, all that jazz. We usually have special guests, but sometimes it's just me and my girl, Lindsay. Uh, my name is Kelsey Aida. For anyone who's new, I'm a best-selling author and transformation facilitator. And Lindsay Robinson, my co-host here, is a hypnotherapist extraordinaire. Anything you want to add to that to let the people know? <laughs> the whole thing ready. Okay. Certified hypnotherapist, intuitive guide, helping you rewire your mind and live your best life how was that how about that how you like them and apples? extraordinaire i like yours so much <laughs> hypnotherapist extraordinaire I, I mean sounds awesome your friendly neighborhood hypnotherapist <laughs> exactly <laughs> and your friendly neighborhood author slash transformation facilitator so right. here we are facilitating the transformation in all the ways and we're always making new friends who do the same along the way and today miss brianna rose is joining us she's a kundalini business coach she's a mentor for intuitive healers and coaches and she basically helps people to unlock their gifts and confidently awaken the masses which y'all know we are totally here for that so brianna welcome to the pod and thanks for being here Hi, thanks so much for that awesome introduction. I'm so psyched to be here. We're excited to have you. I already know it's going to be a great conversation. Yes. <laughs> per usual, we literally have too much fun on the podcast where we always go over. We're like, oh, we're going to only record for an hour today. And then it's like we two lie hours to later. ourselves every single week. <laughs> we're like, no, we're going to do it this time. We're going to stick with it. Uh, yeah. And then we just have such good conversations. We always, always do. And I was telling Kelsey before we hit record that we've been trying, me and well, Brianna doesn't know this, but we've been trying to get together for a long time energetically. And it finally worked out to where she was able to come on. And I want to dive in, if it's okay with the group, uh, to kind of how you got into your work and where you started. How did you come to find out what the heck Kundalini was? Because I know there are some people who know so much about it. And then there are mm. some people like myself who've heard it. I've heard the word so many times, and I'm pretty versed in knowing what the idea of it is but like can you take us through like your introduction to this and what it kind of means to you without going into too many juicy things because I know we're going to dive into so many today yes oh, I would love 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 to answer that um okay 
quick and easy answer. Basically, I went through a spiritual awakening in 2012, um, as I think so many people are going through an awakening. At the time, I was working, I was a director in PR and marketing, so I was very much in this like hustle-driven culture, living in New York, just totally different version of myself than I am today. Had this crazy spiritual awakening. Um, it was just a wild experience. And at the time I discovered Gabby Bernstein and she felt so like normal and connected because she was also from New York. She was also in PR, but yet she was this like spiritual teacher. And at the time she had just released May Cause Miracles. So I was reading through it. And in that book, I'm like scrolling through, I'm getting so activated. And this word Kundalini just kind of like jumps off the page. And I was like, what does this thing even mean? I don't even know what this word means. What's going on here? So I started to just look into it a little bit more. Um, just so happened that where I was living on Long Island, the only Kundalini yoga studio was literally next door to where I worked. So I was like, okay, this is kind of synchronicity. I'm going to go do this. And so I took the class. And what's really funny is for those of you that have never taken a Kundalini yoga class before, it's very different than your typical yoga class. So I walked in there as a regular New Yorker dressed in all black, uh, walked in, everyone was a sea of white with turbans on and these like white mats. And I was like, oh my God, what did I just walk into? Is this a cult? What's happening? But I was like, all right, I made it here. Gabby says, this is okay. I'm going to try it out. And I took that class. And in those 90 minutes, like I felt such deep transformation. I felt like I could like see again, because I was in such like a dark place walked out and I was like, whatever happened in there, I need to know what it was because it changed my life. And that kind of kickstarted everything. Um, I started to learn more about Kundalini. Um, and I know we'll probably talk more about this. I don't want to share so much right now, but essentially I ended up creating my own version of Kundalini yoga now known as light leader Kundalini. That's more feminine based um, and less about a guru being on the pedestal. It's more about you connecting to your own guru because I decided that I didn't like um, the version of Kundalini yoga that was here in the West. It just didn't align for me because um, it was very restrictive and dogmatic. And so that's kind of where I got my start with Kundalini yoga. Mm, can I tell a funny story and get your take on it? Yeah. <laughs> okay. So you're the Kundalini lady. So I also didn't really know what it meant, except that it was a form of yoga that I had never practiced. And when I moved to Columbus, Ohio, I was like in my, you know, 20s, having like a sexual revolution, like getting my freak on, whatever. And I literally had a spontaneous Kundalini awakening, like from having sex with somebody. And I remember, <laughs> this is like totally TMI, but leave it to me. Mom, don't listen, close your ears. <laughs> I was laying there afterwards and I felt this like, like a electricity, like up and down my spine, like, zzz, like I could literally feel it going up and down. And I was like, whoa, this feels so cool. I have no idea what's going on. This is crazy. I never felt anything like this before. And I was just reflecting on it. And like the next day I was just asking like, what the heck was that? Like in my mind, that was so weird. That was so crazy. And you're sure it wasn't just like, this is not your, your first orgasm. Like you've had, no, okay. no, 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 no. Just, I had nothing like say. that. It, it's not, it cannot be confused with the orgasm. It's very I had to be that sensation. person. Okay. Yeah. And then, and then I asked what the heck happened to me last night. And in my, like, in my, uh, like audio in my brain, it was like, you had a Kundalini awakening. I was like, what the fuck's a Kundalini awakening? So I'm like going on Google, looking up what it was. I'm texting my shaman friend. I'm like, hey, 
tune in psychically for me. Did I have a Kundalini awakening <laughs> yesterday? And he was like, oh yeah, for sure, for sure. And I was like, oh, okay. So now it's been confirmed by the Google, the psychic, my own intuition. And apparently that's what happened. And I was like, I don't Love know. It. Like I wasn't trying. I don't know how, but it did. And that was literally like, when my mediumship abilities opened up, my psychic abilities opened up, everything was just like yeah. Pandora's box. And it was literally yeah. just from like having really nice sex that one time. Mm. <laughs> so what do, you, what do you think happened there? Do you think it was like the right person or like the right time or all mm. of it? Yeah, I mean, I think this is from my experience. Your body and your soul is so much wiser than like our 3D mind could ever try to like intellectualize this. But I think our Kundalini energy awakens whenever it's supposed to. And that could be a combination of different things. It could have been the right person. You could have felt really safe in that moment. It could have just been like, it was the day that your gifts were supposed to awaken and your Kundalini energy was like, here we go. Let's open, let's activate. Um, some people do have those spontaneous, spontaneous awakenings, just like you did. Other people, we move the body a little bit more. That's where the yoga starts to come in. But Kundalini itself is an energy. A lot of people think of it. It's like, this is this yoga and meditation experience, but Kundalini itself is an energy that we all have and lays dormant within the body. We all carry it around with us and it represents this like pure divine feminine energy. And if you don't relate to those words, just think of it as birthing energy. And so the where it's located in the body, and this might be related to the sexual experience you had, where it's located in the body, most people think it's in your root chakra located at the base of your spine. It's close to that area. It's act, actually located at the Dantian point, if you're familiar with acupuncture, which means it's located between your navel center and your root chakra. So if you connect your navel center and your root chakra kind of this diagonal line and in the center is where the kundalini energy nerve lives and mm -hmm. most people think of this energy as a snake because the energy is coiled three and a half times and it's just this light frequency energy so if we think about where that is in the body and you having intercourse you could have been moving around and kind of touching upon that energy which would have just boom, opens it up to awaken. A lot of times we use the yogic postures or breath work to kind of target that area of the body to have it open up. But if you were having a good time with a partner, it definitely Crazy could have been sex. activated as well. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I have a question. I'm yeah. sorry. And if you're not, Kels, are you, is that, does that answer No, I'm done. I just, okay. I just wanted to get her take on that. <laughs> I do want to know, because I, from what I have heard from people who feel like they're having a kundalini awakening or they're going through it or they had gone through it or they're thinking that they might be in the future like all the energy around this yeah. that I have heard seems to be like it's amazing it's transformative it will change your life and it's the hardest thing you'll ever do and it's painful sure. and it's excruciating so like what what would you say to those people who are I mean maybe a little afraid to have one because of all the yeah. energy that's surrounding it um and, you know, should they even try to have one or should they let it happen when it happens? Do you know what I'm trying to say? Do yeah, I know what I'm yeah. trying to say? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? I think it's all like what kind of experience we want to have, right? Yeah. Like I, I fully believe that we can choose our own experience. We can have any sort of spiritual awakening and be like, it's the end of me. You know, we have all those people. It's like, oh my God, my whole life is ruined. You can choose to tune into that frequency yeah. and make it really horrible for yourself. Or you can say, wow, how amazing I'm going through this next level of expansion, of growth, of soul evolution. I surrender, right? It's like you can completely surrender to the process. I don't believe that our energy, our Kundalini energy, our soul, the universe, 
wants us to have a negative experience when we're going through growth. I think just as humans, we've just been programmed to think that shit needs to hit the fan in order for us to have an expansion, right? And yeah. so I think Kundalini tends to get a bad rap because there's a lot of misinformation out there. There's also a lot of disembodied teachers. There's just a lot of stuff out there because- Ooh, That's a good word, Kels. We refer to these types of people a lot. <laughs> disembodied teachers is how yes. I'm going to now refer to them. <laughs> I like that. Um, and so I think with that, they're just, you know, there's a lot of fear around it because the energy is so powerful. And so if we think about just like power in general, especially women-fueled power, it's always been suppressed. It's always been told to like not be in your power. It's too scary. It's too this, it's too that. When in reality, it's like the greatest expansion that you will ever have in your life. But this energy is a light frequency. And so as the energy is running up through the spine, just as you felt, as it's rising up through the spine, what's happening on like a level of science, it's rising up through your central spinal column and then it descends down through your vagus nerve. So it's actually this like full body activation. Through the lens of energy, it's running up through your chakra system. And it's said that since this is a feminine as energy, her name is Shakti. Her intention is to like totally light you up, but her main goal is actually to rise up through your crown because Shiva, the divine masculine, sits at the top of your crown. And it's supposed to be this like super harmonious experience. But as she's on her way to meet her divine counterpart, um, when we, whenever we turn the light on, we illuminate the darkness. So as the light is being turned on in your body, in your soul, the darkness is being illuminated. So all these different beliefs and stories and patterns that cannot survive in a higher vibration, the next evolution of your soul are going to be put forth in front of you and say, here, heal this, work on this. Here's this thing. Here's that thing. If you want that thing that's over there, here are the, here's the 10 things that you need to look at. Um, and since I do work with entrepreneurs, the way I see this typically is people want like the six figure, multiple six figure, seven figure business, but there's lessons and learning and growth yeah. that you've got to go through to get there. And so as we start to work with this energy, those opportunities are going to show up. And so most people, they see the opportunity, they see the growth, and then they get scared and they run away. And so their life gets a lot harder because the Kundalini energy is like, hey, you woke me up. You want to have this multiple seven-figure business. You want to do this. You want to do this thing. Well, I'm showing you here are the 20 things that you need to look at. And if you run away, she's just going to keep finding you and finding you and finding you until you show up for it. So you can make it really hard on yourself and run away from the lessons or you can lean in and say yes. And I find that when you lean in and say yes, it just is a lot easier and it can be so full of flow. Mm. Can't put her back in the closet. Can't, no. <laughs> Kelsey, can't push I her back a, down. <laughs> I have a question for you, Kelsey. Yeah. Because you did, you you had this experience. Did you find, because I remember you did go through a period of like shadow work, right? Yeah, it was, was this the beginning? Okay. This was like um, in the middle of it because I think part of the reason why I was a match to having it was because I was already doing so much emotional purging and I went through a really like the deepest heartbreak I'd ever experienced at that point. I moved across the country by myself. I mean, I was doing it all. And then this happened. And then afterwards, I went through more heartbreak, more yeah. purging, more healing, more gifts, more activation. So it was kind of like in the middle of that whole season of my life of like craziness. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. But it was like, yeah, really beautiful and really hard. <laughs> there's a lot. Let's just say there was a lot of moments where I'd go to the park and cry next to a tree and just let the yeah. tree take my. I tear. love being with trees. <laughs> I I'd feel be like hold so... me, please, willow tree. <laughs> yeah, 
it's a thing, man. I feel so connected and supported by tr- just any tree. I don't care. Any tree, any tree. <laughs> I will sit next to it and be like, hello, father. <laughs> hello, mother. I love you. <laughs> it's so interesting. Um, Yeah, I do. I do like how you speak about it as a light frequency. Um, Because again, you know, I know a lot of the language is like, don't do it if you're <laughs> so wrong it's so wrong it's so wrong it's it is. there's nothing wrong with working with the kundalini energy there's nothing wrong with doing different types of meditations and kriyas there's all this fear around it and i think it's because it makes you so empowered and it's such a like a, a feminine based experience and the feminine has just been like kicked off the pedestal for so many years and suppressed and we're just having this resurgence of like just pure divine feminine energy so don't be afraid of it it's all good it's an energy that we all already have in our body and it will awaken when it's supposed to whether it happens like Kelsey where you just have this beautiful experience or you're guided to take a class you're guided to practice a kriya you're guided to practice a meditation or a breath work literally any form of conscious movement can awaken the kundalini energy so that could be intentionally walking or running or hiking or having mm-hmm. sex or practicing kundalini based yogic postures too hey Lindsay here have you seen what's new inside my align your mind membership Members already get instant access to my best hypnotherapy audios, mindset hacks, manifesting methods, and more on demand right at their fingertips. But now when you join AYM, you'll also get a major VIP level upgrade with my brand new goal-focused hypnotherapy toolkits. These toolkits inside AYM are carefully curated hypnotherapy bundles designed with your specific goals in mind. Whether you desire to call in more money consistently, get out of the mindset rut that you're in, renew your passion and confidence, manifest with more ease and power, cultivate more self-love and inner knowing, or finally release the burdens from your past and heal. Once your subconscious mind is on board with your goal, it's a done deal. And that's what my toolkits are designed to do for you. So if you're ready to rewire your mind, release what's holding you back and manifest your desires with ease, the AYM membership is where it's at. Just hit the link in the episode description and start embodying your highest potential. And I can't think of anyone that would be listening to this being like, that doesn't sound like what I want. Like I can't, the way you're talking about it is like who does not want to be the best version of themselves or at least the next level version of themselves and open up to, to all their full potential in this way. Um, Sorry, Kelsey, you were going to say. Oh, no, I was just going to add. And if anyone is nervous about it, like you just have to know and understand that like God, the universe, your life, your own body is not going to put you in a situation that you wouldn't be able to handle. Like you're going to, if it's happening to you, that means you're ready for it. Even if you don't think that in the moment, you're like, what the fuck is that? You know, like you are. So you just have to trust in the intelligence of your body and of your life and know that like, Mm. you're never going to get thrown anything that's too big for you to handle. Yeah. And I like that it, that nothing is ever given to us until or unless we're ready. I get this Mm. a lot with it's a, it's a little bit of a sidestep, but I get this a lot with clients who are like, can you help me remember my like repressed memories? And I'm like, mm, <laughs> you, it's repressed, my dear. Like you're, when you are meant to know, you will know. And yes. if I, I'm never going to tell someone it's fine to go fishing into their mind, the deepest parts of their mind to figure out what's repressed. Like what yeah. you will not know until you're equipped and ready to know. Um, yeah. And I'm fine with that in my own self. Like, please don't give me anything I can't handle, um, yeah. please. But I, I like that. And I think it's just a really good rule in general that you won't be given more than you can handle. And that's mm. 
that's hard for some people to hear because they feel as if they're being pushed to the limit. They feel as if they're being stretched so thin, like, well, I can't handle this, mm, but you can. So, yeah. <laughs> so just, want, just to give you a little piece there, you're not going to get anything you can't handle. And just knowing that can allow you to move and move through the world so much with so much more peace and strength, I think. Um, mm. Is there anything that you would tell people who are interested in this, but maybe not ready to go like full force with it? Like, is there a way to get started like on your own with trying out different things and trying to activate it? Maybe, yeah. or maybe not. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think just, I just want to say, if you're listening to this, the fact that you're even listening to this podcast means that your Kundalini energy this, wants to awaken. So this like, right here, yes. <laughs> you already got the sign. Here you go. Uh, it wants to awaken. It wants to speak to you. And so of course you can definitely do some Googling and all that. I don't recommend that because I just don't align with a lot of the, the teachings that are out there and the way that it's taught. Um, I think that we could have a way more, um, feminine based experience with this energy. And so if you just want to try it out, you can of course follow me and I have free resources, but like, if you're just listening to this podcast and you want to try it out, close your eyes down, connect to that point in the body where the Kundalini energy lives at that Dantian point. So just close your eyes and visualize that line connecting your navel center to your root chakra and just start to feel the pulsation of the energy. She's coiled there three and a half times. And each time that you breathe in and out, just feel the energy kind of pulsate and expand. You can just stop there if that feels too much for you. The next step can be start to pull that energy up and kind of like stroke her to guide up through your central spinal column and start to feel it twist and circle and spiral up through your spine. Start to feel that energy rising up through your spine, descending out through your vagus nerve, and just start to feel how that energy is in your body and what it feels like to just work with your own kundalini energy. I think that's like step one for anyone. Before you even like dive into like a kundalini kriya or a kundalini meditation, know what your own kundalini energy feels like. Start to make a relationship yes. to her. So that way those kriyas and those meditations and the breath work can be so much more powerful because you're having an embodied experience with it. I don't care what it is, get to know how it feels for you physically, yes. emotionally, mentally. Yeah. Because I, I, in, the, in your story, when you were telling how you got into this, I, I did make, take a mental note of how you said like a lot of it just wasn't, I liked it, but it wasn't the way it was being done wasn't really working for me. And for yes. you to be able to say, to recognize that like, well, I do like this and I can take the, the meaning and the value from this, but I'm going to yeah. make it in a way that maybe will speak to other people the way that it yeah. would speak to me. Um, mm. Let's just all have the freedom to do that, please. Like with everything, yeah. <laughs> like you don't have to yeah. like it just because somebody else does it a certain way and it works for them. We, we, yeah. I know Kelsey and I beat this drum so much, but it's like, it may not work for you in the same way be free and okay and comfortable mm. in yourself knowing that there is something that will work for you and maybe you have to create it. Maybe that's mm -hmm. what you're meant to do. And I just think mm -hmm. it's so beautiful that you, re you were able to recognize that and then bring it to people that would hear that translation the way that the, you intended. So mm. anyway, I appreciate that very much. <laughs> this is inspiring Thank you. me actually to like start working more with my kundalini consciously because like obviously I know the things that it's opened up and done for me but I'm never just like let me sit with my kundalini today and you know yeah uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna do that I'm gonna yeah, yeah. and I, I'm just out. thinking like because symbolism for me is like a huge thing and I cannot help but notice 
that this beautiful life force transformative energy light energy that we are all born with is represented as a snake hmm <laughs> and like what do we what do we learn about snakes throughout history it's just so interesting mm, I would love to touch on that too um because I never aligned with the snake because it felt so like be dark and like and I was like "Mm," like I feel like this needs a rebrand like this is not what this energy is and so as I sat with it I kept seeing the visualization of a diamond because the more pressure you put on a diamond the more it shines and that's exactly what happens with the kundalini energy when you're doing these curated movements you're putting pressure on that area of the body so that way the light frequency can light up so that's how I teach it as this like beautiful gemstone that you have Mm -hmm. that lives within you and the more you're putting pressure or just even just bringing awareness to it it's going to start to shine up and literally light up your body. And that's how I, like I that. see it. And I feel it. Um, that's what Justice it feels for true the to snakes, me. though. Yeah. Okay? Just yeah. For the snakes. They're like, they... we just out here trying to live too. Okay. <laughs> Sorry if some of us are poisonous. I can't help it. <laughs> it's, I mean, we don't, we don't, it's just so funny. And I know like going back to the beginning of the, of what we know about snakes is like, this it's a representation of the devil of sin of all these things and like i don't think it's a coincidence i just don't so anyway Mm. justice for the snakes they didn't do nothing (laughs) come on the same way that women have been given you know the short end of the stick throughout the ages people are just Uh, afraid of the power they're just exactly afraid of the power so it's so fragile um and and I love it when we have a guest and we always I mean most of our guests are but I love when we have a guest that just wants to come and break it down because ugh, oh I'm over it I'm just I'm over it mm. <laughs> so Brianna over the injustice <laughs> you are a kundalini business coach so where yes. does the kundalini and the business collide how does yes. one help the other I want to go in go into that mode because many people yes. listening are entrepreneurs or coaches or healers Perfect. or, um, you know, even if you work nine to five, you're still in business, you're still making money. So I think who doesn't want that income everybody. increase? Yes. Yeah. Oh, I love to talk about this. So, um, just to like go back a couple of steps. So when I took that first Kundalini yoga class and I came out of it, I was like, this works, but also there's something more here. And every time I sat in meditation, I just kept hearing like, ask more questions, learn more about this. And every time I would ask questions to a teacher and I was like, why do we do it this way? Why are our arms up like this? Why do we hold this posture? Everyone said to me, they're like, just be quiet and like, trust the guru. Like just do do what the guru says. And I was like, but why? Like, I want to know what's happening in my body because what started to happen was I'd be practicing these Kriyas and I was like getting sick. Like I wasn't feeling good. I was like getting like, like physically sick. And so I'd say like, well, I'm getting sick from doing this breath of fire thing, or I'm getting sick from practicing this way. Why is there an alternative? And again, I was just told, just do it, just practice it. And it was kind of this energy of like, you're weak if you can't practice you yeah. know, for the full amount. And so I kind of sat in meditation. I was like, all right, something needs to change here. And around that time, I discovered um, the Meridian system through the lens of Chinese medicine. And it was just this big aha moment where I started to take the Meridian system and kind of overlay it over the Kriyas. And I started to understand how the Kriyas are working and why they're working in the body. And that led me to understand why some of these Kriyas were actually like making me weaker because of my own energetic constitution and the way that my own body was kind of laid out for success. And so I started to take that information and then I started to pair it with 
business strategy because at the time I had left my nine to five, I was doing business consulting and I was just not getting frustrated, but I was like just super concerned because my clients at the time, we would build out this like marketing strategy. We'd build out this ad strategy. All they had to do was like show up and like implement and they weren't, they were afraid. They had all these limiting beliefs. And I was like, what's going on here? Like what, how do we actually conquer these limiting beliefs? Because we would do like Oracle card readings or energy clearings and all this stuff. And it just wasn't budging. So at this time I was playing with the Kriyas. I was playing with the Meridian system. I was modifying them. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to try it out with my clients. Like, let's just, let's just see how this works. And so I started to bring in this like curated approach to the Kriyas and pairing them with different aspects of building and scaling your business. And my clients just like, all of a sudden they were getting super aligned, super connected. They were able to take action. And it's because we were addressing the energy component first to success and then the strategy. So my clients started to see rapid success and I was like, all right, this is working. So then I opened up like a one-on-one -on -one mentorship to work with people that was working. And then I, this was in 2018 ish. And then I opened up my signature group coaching program, the Ascension Academy. And so that program specifically, there's each aspect of building your business that can be related back to an energy block that's in your meridian system, whether that's taking action on your business, creating content, launching, selling, serving, sharing, um, scaling, um, building your community, all of that can actually be related to the body. And I have found if we don't address the body, the energy system, no matter how much action you take, that's going to hold you back because you have these blocks, you have these stories. And so we can't just sit there and meditate. We have to disrupt the block. We have to disrupt the, the meridian, essentially open it up. And the way we do that is through getting the body into these curated postures known as kriyas that are focused on putting pressure on those meridians. So they open up and the energy can flow. And then if the energy can flow, the abundance can flow. And so that's what the Ascension Academy was created um, and how I help people with business and energy. And it's just wild to watch the experience, to watch someone come in that maybe feels so disconnected from their purpose to practicing a Kriya that's curated for their body and for their business, and then getting into deep alignment. Or someone that was like not doing so good with selling and serving and launching to having a six-figure launch, right? And a lot of this because we're treating the energy first and then layering on the strategy. I believe we have to have both. We have to have 3D and 5D. We have to have masculine and feminine. Yeah. But I think a lot of times people try to have the strategy and then it doesn't work. And then they have to go into the energy. It's like, we just kind of do it backwards. Instead, we have to rework the energy system for success. We have to really build up our energetic endurance and then you take action. And then everything that you take action with is like fueled with this pure energy. How can it not be successful? So that's a little tidbit of how I blend Kundalini with, with music. business. Music to my ears. I love it. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> this is so it's a fun. lot of fun. Yeah. I'm just, and my wheels are turning like so fast. Um, I'm thinking of so many questions while you're talking uh, that I, that I feel like maybe there's somebody wondering, is there any situation where someone would come to you and be like, I think I need to do this. And you would advise maybe against it or postponing it. Like, is there any sort of work that would need to be done first before diving into Kundalini? Or is this just something that anyone can do at any time? Yeah. I mean, I think anyone can do it. And I think the fact that you're even thinking about it is a sign that you're meant to do it. Yeah. Um, I want to like, 
demystify kundalini too. It's not this like big thing to step into. Like you have to make this commitment to like practice kundalini. Kundalini is an everything Well, it's that we no see. small thing to be changed forever. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's true. That is true. But it's not like this, like you're training for a marathon and you got to like get prepped for it. You know, right. it's, it's, it can be natural. It can be miraculous. It can happen through breath. It can happen through a meditation. It can happen through Kriyas. It can happen through walking, hiking, um, having passionate sex. It can happen through anything and everything. I think we just have to be in that state of allowing and allowing ourselves to expand. A lot of people don't want to expand. A lot of people, well, although they might want to expand, they're afraid of expansion because they feel really comfortable in their current life. And uncomfortably so comfortable is how Unco I like yes, to say uncomfortably it. Yes. comfortable for sure. I what really helps me, and I'm glad I'm glad that you mentioned this, is when I have when I sense that there might be some resistance with a client to to when they realize actually how, how transformative this actually is. And they're like, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> you know, what does help me in explaining this and what's helped me in the past too, is the reminder that let's be real. You are not the same person as you were yesterday. Yesterday. You yes. are not the same person since the beginning of this conversation, because mm -hmm. everything is an energetic exchange and you are always evolving. And how I explain hypnotherapy is basically you're manifesting and setting goals and achieving goals anyway, 24 seven constantly. Why not be more intentional? And I think this is another yeah. beautiful way to say you're transforming anyway. Yeah. Why not be more intentional with how you transform yes. and take charge and actually have a little bit more skin in the game and more say in who you are actually becoming. And I, I think that that's a maybe a reminder for people that are, are a little bit apprehensive of this huge giant change, like sure, but you're going to be different tomorrow anyway. <laughs> so we are always yeah. changing in small ways. And if we can start to have more choice and more uh, power in how we're changing, mm. I think that's always a beautiful thing. I have a free gift for you. I'm giving away my Money Magnetics guided meditation. Every time I do this meditation, I kid you not, if I do it for a few days in a row, money magic seriously happens. Once it helped me to hit my highest month in sales at the time, which was over $28,000. Another time it brought in a new opportunity for my fiance to start making 10X what he made before, which obviously really supercharged our household income. Another time it helped me to attract a huge financial gift, but generally speaking, this is the meditation that I use to just always help me keep manifesting more and more money. You can download it now at kelseyaida.com slash MM freebie. Find this link in the show notes and you'll have to send me a message on Instagram to let me know how it goes for you. I love that. <laughs> I have a question. We're going to, we're going to change anyway. So you might as well be a part of that equation. Yes. Yeah. Might as well expedite the process and just like well, I'm just an intense personality, so I'm like, might as well just go as fast as you can. Yeah, <laughs> Jump yeah. in the deep end. <laughs> like, life is so short. <laughs> but um, the question I was going to ask is, earlier before we started recording, you mentioned something about being spiritual and successful, which made yes. me think, I bet you this lovely woman is really against the archetype of, like, the poor healer, yes. the starving artist, yes. and is really yes. fighting for healers and people who bring great value in the world to be greatly compensated for that value. So can you just I'll allow you to step on your soapbox and say whatever you got to <laughs> say you. about that? Because I want to hear it. I'm Put your sandwich it. board yeah. on. Let's go. Yes. Oh, thank you for this opportunity. I believe in like no more broke 
healers. I think we have been just trained to feel like we have to be like these martyrs that are only here to like heal people and help people, but not receive for it. Um, and the thing is, I was stuck in that too. I remember being so afraid to charge my services. I would charge like $25 an hour. And that session would go on to like four hours because I had really crappy boundaries and it was horrible. I was struggling. I couldn't move out of my parents' house at the age of like 28 because I was still like, I couldn't make ends meet. Not to mention, was, I'm, I'm going to interject because I know this is real, not to mention completely drained most of the time yes. because the work yes. you're doing is extremely draining. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Especially yes, for four yes, hours. Yes. Ridiculous. Like I look back on them like, oh my God, you're crazy. But it was just the stage that I was in. It was also just the programming that I had received from other spiritual teachers and mentors, which was, you know, oh, it's so great that you have this gift, but don't charge too much for it. Don't do that. We want to make it accessible. I even had a spiritual reading um, like two weeks ago from someone and they were like probably in their 60s and they gave me this reading. They don't know anything about me, but they gave me this reading and they immediately thought that I was broke, that I couldn't afford. Um, they recommended some like crystal that I get. They're like, you might not have enough money for this. So you should do this. And like, when you're manifesting, don't try to manifest too much. And I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? I can afford any crystal you want to recommend to me. Like we're good. But it's just reminded me of this energy that's created about healers. And here's the thing. When I was broke, when I was stressed out, when I was burned out, I could not help anyone. I could barely even help your best myself. Work. I was not doing my best work. And I was also chronically stressed out about paying my bills, about putting gas in my car, about putting food on the table for myself. And when you're in that energy, you're not being of service to really anyone. Like you're not serving anyone at that point. You're serving your limiting beliefs. You're serving your ego and that's it. And now coming out of that and being able to have financial abundance, I am able to help so many more people because my energy isn't drained, because I'm not worrying about surviving. I am totally fine. I'm totally taken care of. And that allows me to produce more content that allows me to hire the team that allows me to stay in my zone of genius and also pay my team really well and offer benefits for them. And the US, you know how important this is. Anyone that's on my team, full-time or part-time, they have health insurance, they have dental insurance, they have 401k opportunities. Like this is what abundance allows you to create. We have continuing education stipends. Like this is the type of life that we can create for ourselves. Then on top of that, I can afford mentors that I need to help me develop my skills and crafts. I can also create free tools for people and not be so attached to them, like create this beautiful body of work and give it to people that might not be able to afford working with me just yet. And then also when you're able to make money, money is a gateway to your life's purpose. It allows you to get closer and closer and closer and closer and closer to fulfilling your dharma. And then on top of that, when you're living out your life's purpose, when you're financially abundant, you can also help the causes that you want to help. Mm -hmm. um, you can truly create the change that we want to see in the world. When you're broke and stressed out, you can't help anyone. Um, you know, I think it's in the book, Think and Grow Rich, where they say, like, if you really want to create change in the world, you have to become as financially successful as possible, because those are always the people that are creating the change. And so I think as healers, I always say this, I want you all to be the next millionaires and billionaires of the planet, because we're going to be the ones that are doing the deeper work that yeah. aren't going to be giving it from a place of greed. We're going to be able to serve. We're going to be able to help. We're going to be able to make decisions and truly create a world that we all want to live in. So that's the vision that I'm holding for all of us. And that I know it's possible. Mm -hmm. um, we just have to 
show up for it and say mm -hmm. yes and say that we're ready because we are the ones that have the magic wands and that can co-create the universe and make a really beautiful expansive life not just for ourselves but even just like the generations that are coming up and the generations that have even been yes. born yet we can create a better world for them too yes oh my gosh okay. amen so yes. i'm hearing i'm hearing as you're speaking the two main reasons which you you did talk about the two main reasons why maybe somebody who's in a spiritual space or a healer space would feel uncomfortable charging more or charging their worth number mm -hmm. one they feel like people won't be able to afford it. Number two, mm -hmm. they feel like, well, if I know this, then I should be just giving it freely because people need to have this information, which is, this is, I think, where the conversation went. You dispelled that real quick. Now to the yeah. one where you think maybe people aren't going to pay or won't show up, um, <laughs> this is your work. And this is why it's so beautiful yeah. because when you're able to, through whatever modality you pick, align your energy with that idea of I am standing strong within myself. I know the value that I bring and I get, I, I am worthy of getting paid whatever I desire, whatever makes me comfortable, right? Like yeah. don't go beyond what makes you comfortable in that moment, but be comfortable with what you're charging. Feel like yeah. it's, you're worth it. And the beautiful thing is energy matches energy. There will always be people that are drawn to you no matter what you're charging because yes they feel your energy and they know that they're matched with you. So mm -hmm. I know for some, if you're not quite there yet, it might sound like a little bit too good to be true, but there are three people at least right now telling you that it's possible and that it's yeah. actively happening every day <laughs> mm -hmm. and it can happen. Um, and I think it just always needs to start with you. It always needs yeah. to start with you. Get your Kundalini right. <laughs> get your mind right get your body right your emotions align your energy yeah. in whatever way feels best for you and people will show up for you because like attracts mm. like it's just the way it works yeah so okay. anyway I felt like it might be important to touch on that one because there's always the people yeah. that are like well how am I going to find people to pay you know whatever I want to charge mm, yeah because they are they're there they're just waiting for you to get right <laughs> they're mm -hmm. waiting for you to get aligned and they'll show Brianna up and Lindsay Yes. What would you say, asking for a friend, <laughs> to someone who has been told multiple times that they need to raise their prices and is planning on raising their prices significantly, but is just generally nervous, like not for any particular reason, like, oh, I don't think people will come or oh, I don't think it's worth that. Like none of those things, but just a little bit nervous about it. What would you say to that person? Well, there's that always friend. a reason. Ahem. What's the what's the thing that you're afraid of happening? If you say to the person, well, if your friend says to the person, the, <laughs> <laughs> the price that is on their heart, what's the thing that you're afraid of happening that that might happen? That they'll like freak out and not pay it? Mm, I think my friend, aka me, would be nervous that people would want to do it and they would commit to doing it but they wouldn't actually be like in the financial place to do it and that it would like become a problem later on so, you so they'll be like yeah afraid. let's do it and they sign up and then they like can't pay so your mm -hmm. fear or your friend's fear is the pr is pressuring people to join no not a pressure like inadvertently like making they do it. try to make it happen but they don't make it happen and then i have to suffer the consequences ah yeah Brianna, it what happens. are your thoughts on this? I mean, for, <laughs> it happens. I think there's this like 
in the spiritual industry, I think people don't talk about this enough where there are people that don't fulfill their payment plans. Like it's just business, any business has right. this. So it is like a real fear, fear thing to think about. I think, you know, always have the strategy pieces in place where, you know, you have your contract, you have your payment system, you have um, protocols yeah. in place with someone like, yes, have all of those things. But there have been many times where people have said to me, oh, you should raise your prices. You should raise your prices. And I always just take it in and I test it on myself. And mm -hmm. I say, is it time to raise the prices? Is it not? When I get the like the ding, 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 then I do it. But I don't always listen because I think you have to be in a place to be able to receive that um, and want to receive that. And it's yes. all good. Um, if you're afraid of people not fulfilling the payment plan, um, there might be just some, a little bit of deeper work to do there um, on yourself or Easy. your friend's self for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I think the easiest but, thing for me is like, I won't do any work if it's not paid for. Like, yeah, you know same. what I mean? Like if I have a payment plan and they, and we do like 12 sessions and they've paid up to six sessions, I'll pause. <laughs> it's fine. We can pause, take as much time as you need. But the only way that I feel like I would be suffering is if I was giving my work for free. And I just don't, I just don't, but there's always way like Brianna, beautiful answer. There's always contracts and, and put, uh, what's the systems put in place that will kind of prevent the most suffering possible. Mm -hmm. Really. It's just the legwork. Like you're spending time with this person, you're talking to this person and you're connecting with this person. And that might be the most difficult thing is like feeling like you really did make it a connection and it's a good match. Mm -hmm. And then they're just like, no ghosting. I don't like that feeling, but you're right. It does happen. It's a cost of doing yeah. business, but yeah. it's not everybody. And the right people are, oh my gosh, when you get the good ones though, freaking magical. Amazing. <laughs> you can also, one thing I want to add is like, if you're getting that intuitive sense on a sales call or a DM or whatever it is that the person might not be able to fulfill. Like I've done this too, where I've said, Hey, I just want to make sure this is something you're comfortable with. Like, I never want you to be under financial pressure. Like, do you feel comfortable with this payment plan? Like try it yeah. on, see how it feels like, let's just have an honest conversation about this. Cause I, if you're stressed out about making these payments, you're going to be stressed out during your sessions. And I don't want that. So rather than like jumping in, I know you're excited let's yes. just take a beat. Let's just take a moment and tune in together and make sure this is like the perfect time for you. And that, you know, then after that, you know, it's out of your control. But I think if you're already <sighs> feeling that intuitive sense, speak about it. Um, so that way you both can just, you know, feel in. And when I've done that with people, they've always said, thanks so much for that. Like you could have just like gotten my, my, my money, you know, I could have just like went yeah. into it. And I really appreciate that we took that moment to just make sure this was the right fit. So that's another thing you could do too. Yeah, your I, think, do. I think those, I think those are great <laughs> tips and advice. And I feel like as I'm reflecting on this more where I feel like the disconnect is, is I do want to charge more and I do feel that's worth more than what I'm asking at the moment. But I find that I attract a lot of younger women who are not like in that space yet who would be able or wanting or willing to pay that much. So then I'm like, there's a disconnect in the audience and what I'm trying to dish out, if that makes um... sense. Yes. Well, then it goes down to just your messaging, right? So yeah. like, if your energy is there, then it's messaging. This messaging just needs to pivot a little bit. Your messaging, I always say to people, they don't recognize the power in it because your messaging is like the heavy lifter for your success. And if if you're not getting the right clients in and your energy is good, then it's just messaging. Just got to change it up a little bit. Mm. Okay.
I like this. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Thanks. Hope your friend does really well. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, go tell your friend. (laughs) Yeah, go tell your friend. (laughs) I'll tell her. I'll tell her. It's a transition period. It's good. I'm excited. It's it's been an interesting time for me because I just got married. I just got a dog. So mm-hmm. really, I'm just like in that space for a little bit. But as soon as I'm done being in that space, you're in a space of expansion. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you will have like I always go through ebbs and flows of like I'll get a group of calls that are just not the right fit. And then I'll, I'll be like, OK, well, that was a fun wave. And then the next wave will be like everyone who's perfect. So there will always yeah. be like ebbs and flows. Yes. But The other thing I was going to say too, is I look back and it is one of those things, of course, we're never done, you know, transitioning and and evolving our business. But I look back at my last moment where I was like, should I raise my prices? Oh my gosh, what am I going to raise it to? Oh my gosh, where does it feel comfortable? And, and I look back at that, like, oh, I should have done it so long ago. Like not should have, could have, would have, but almost like, what was I so afraid of? Like, this is great. This is, I found a very peaceful spot to be at for now. And when that changes, I know I'm going to go through the process again of like figuring out what fits best, but I look back now and I'm just like, yeah, this was good. This was a nice one. I'm glad I did this because it, it's, it's so, it feels so easy now. You know, I have people coming on that even if they don't know my prices, they're not really shocked. <laughs> you know, They mm-hmm. kind of know what to expect for the most part and, and are, are all in, but yeah, it's just one of those things that, oh, you're going to be so great. Oh my God. I'm so excited for your friend. <laughs> For me, my friend, yes, yes. Thank you. Oh my goodness. Okay. Uh, this is fun, you guys. I love this. I love a little live action workshop on the pod. You know? Oh yeah, we gotta. Dive I did into see though. Workshop. I'm gonna plug your Instagram real quick because as I was looking at your Instagram, I did see you have a morning kundalini meditation or something on like your one of your most recent videos yes I did it did it a couple days ago yeah yeah so that one go check that out everyone because I'm definitely (laughs) going to (laughs) I think we can all work on being a little more comfortable just in our bodies in general but activating these powers these energies that we are all born with and we all have and it's just a matter of like recognizing that you're so much more than what we're taught we are um yes. from a societal like keep you under their thumb kind of standpoint um yeah. but I do this might be uncomfortable guys do you want to get uncomfortable for a second yeah and I really want your take on this because I have thoughts and I know Kelsey has thoughts but I want your thoughts on this practice is a more eastern practice right and you've kind of tailored it to fit a more uh even more western than it has kind of become and in mm-hmm. You know the modern mainstream, but what do you say? How do you approach people who are like, you shouldn't be doing this because it's an Eastern practice? I know it's come up for you. I know it has. You can't tell me it hasn't. So, (laughs) what? How do you kind of navigate through that? Because again, we are all born with this energy, but I don't know if there's like a Caucasian version of a Kundalini. Is there? (laughs) I guess there I mean, is I guess now. it would be yours, wouldn't it? <laughs> it would be your program. I, 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 guess, I guess there is now. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, great question. I haven't received that, honestly, as much as you would probably think. Uh-huh. Um, you know what? For me, I what I think is important is to always... Um, I like to always give reverence and, and like just honoring the ancestors of this and where this comes from and making sure that when I do teach this, I have a certification program, it's multimodality, so it's not all Kundalini, but when they learn the Kundalini aspect, um, 
learning the history of it, learning the roots of it, learning where it comes from, learning who created this, taking a moment to sit with those ancestors and having that conversation. And um, I think that's really important. And that's what I was lacking because whenever I went to any of these classes, no one had any information for me. There yeah. was supposedly this like guru that came to LA in the in 1968. Supposedly he created Kundalini Yoga. We found out that was all a lie and like all this stuff. And everyone- Wait, is he the one there was a him. Netflix documentary about? Or is that- Potentially a big scandal broke out with yeah, him scandal, in like 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, that was, that was a whole thing, but you know, a lot of people prior to 2020, that's what, I mean, I discovered this in 2012, 2013, but so prior to then everyone's like, just listen to him. He knows it all. Like, that's it. Don't ask questions. Cause even when I was like, where did this even come from? Cause I was raised Roman Catholic. So I was like, is this a cult? Like, what is this that I'm diving into? This is really scary. And not that I practice, you know, I'm not like a devout Catholic, but still I had these things. I was like, what? what is this? And no one had answers for me. And I've been very lucky with the books that I've read and teachers that I've studied with since then that could give me some answers. I mean, Kundalini supposedly it's, it was created multiple thousands of years ago. So it's not like it was today and someone created and put on the internet, you know, like these things have been passed down for thousands of years. So will we ever actually know the truth? No. Um, but I've kind of gathered, you know, all of the information and the history that I have found that's rang true for me. And I share it with my students. And I think it's important to, um, to do that, to do your due diligence, to do the research, to understand what this culture is, where it's coming from. Um, and then also that type of work, the way it was maybe originally created, that was for people that were from thousands of years ago. Yeah. Their bodies are totally different than our bodies today. Like today we are inflamed. We are stressed out. We're sitting on the computers. Like I'm inflamed. Doritos and soda. <laughs> like, you know, we just have different diets. And so yes. I think the beauty of this is like modernization needs to happen in order for it to survive. And that was my energy when I started to create my own lineage of it, it was like, this is going to die out if we don't modernize this mm-hmm. because no one wants to sit for two hours anymore. No one has the time to sit even in these postures. Our bodies can't get into them because we have these modern bodies yeah. and we are mothers and fathers and we have children and we're working 12 hours a day and doing all this stuff and eating this like crappy food. Our bodies can't even get into half the postures. So what do we do? Just forget about this. I don't want to forget about it. So I was like, modernization needs to happen. And I think we can do that with grace, it's not saying, let's completely forget where it came from, but it's saying, this is what it came from. This is the history, these are the roots. And also this is what we're doing to evolve it, to make it more modern and accessible to use. So that way we can carry this on and still feel this like deep transformational power. So that's Ugh. how I like to teach of it and think of it as, and um, you know, it's that, working really pretty well. That. Yeah. <laughs> it's working yeah. pretty well for you. Um, yeah, I, I 100% agree with everything you're saying lest it die out or be like just dated so far back the way we can't even use it anymore yeah let's uh let's modernize some of this stuff and spirituality unlocking power and 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 truths and things that we all have within us I don't think there is a space to you know gatekeep that I think we all should be able to exactly like I'm born with this energy, but I can't use it. Like what? Yes. That makes no sense. Um, yes. And if you even just look though at all these other religions, Kundalini has been in them just under different that's words exactly. and different terms, you know? So it's just, I aligned with the word Kundalini. So that's kind of where I, 
looked at it, but if you look at all these other like beautiful ancient lineages and um, indigenous peoples, Kundalini was around. It just was interpreted differently. Yes. Oh, beautiful. I love Anna, it. You're so fun. She's Thank you so for fun. coming. Thanks. On. So you guys wise, are fun too. so fun, <laughs> so powerful. Thank you for being here. And can you please tell everyone before we head over to the Patreon for a few moments, uh, where they can find out more about you, how they can work with you, yes. get some more of your wisdom, your vibes, your medicine. Yes. Well, I love hanging out on Instagram. So you can find me, find me at I am Brianna Rose. I also have a free Facebook group called Rising Light Sisterhood. There's over a hundred free trainings inside of there that will probably just answer any questions that you might be typing into Google about Kundalini and success and all of that. Um, and then I also have a multimodality certification program where you get certified in Kundalini, breathwork, somatic movement, meditation, and also in the Meridian Mapping Method. So if that interests you, you could also head on over to lightleaderco.com to learn more about that as well. Beautiful. Beautiful. I'll make sure to link to all of that in the show notes. Perfect. And I would love to ask you over on the Patreon. And if you're wondering what the Patreon is, anyone listening, that's where we post the extended video versions every week of the podcast. So you get a little bit extra and you get to watch the interview, which I think is more fun and interesting because I'm a visual being. But if you go to mm -hmm. patreon.com slash high vibe, you get the extended version of this episode and all the episodes. And I wanted to ask you over there, what is your favorite way to work with Kundalini like this week, like now? Like, what are you really yeah. into? Are you really into like meditating movement? Is there a special mm. practice you're doing? Like, I want to hear about your practice in the now. Yeah. Um, so yeah, if you don't mind sharing that over there, Linz, do you want to leave the people with any, any thoughts? You look very contemplative over there. I, I just, the funny thing is I just had a question. I was like, don't forget to ask it in the Patreon. And then I don't remember what it is, but I'm hoping that it comes to me over Sending on the Patreon. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> thank you so much. But I do want to mention that all of the prices for our Patreon, there's two tiers or three tiers. I can't remember, but they're all angel numbers. So if you want to add some more like high vibes into your bank account, I think an angel number is always the way to go. <laughs> if you have to pay something, why not let it be an angel number, bring some yes. energy back to you. Um, but no, that's pretty much it. I love you guys. Thank you so much for leaving reviews. We just got a couple new reviews on the podcast. Still a five-star podcast. You guys are the best. Um, thank you for joining the Patreon. Thank you for just any comments or, you know, listeners that have been listening for a while or new ones. We just, I just want to show gratitude to everybody. Uh, we love you. We could not and would not do this without you. So this is great. I love it. Thank you. Yep. Thank you. Have a great week. Bye guys. Thanks so much for tuning into the show. Thank you to everybody who has left a review and shared the podcast with friends and family. We super appreciate it. It really helps the show a lot, especially because our goal is to get over 1 million downloads before the end of 2023. And we definitely need and appreciate your help to do it. You can further support the show by joining patreon.com slash high vibe to get exclusive content, extended episodes, bonuses, and more. Thanks again for listening. We love you so much. And we'll be back next week with another new episode. Bye. Bye.